Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Today, we're having a conversation from Austria. And yes, it is still a little bit about anger, but it's about the ebb and flow of our life with him and how it is that he can get you anywhere that he needs you to be. And then can he move in you any way he needs to move? So take a listen to this conversation from Austria. Love you all. All right, so as I record this today, I am sitting in a small town in Austria named Wieselberg, Austria. And I am looking out on fields and fields of corn and sunflowers, and in the distance is one of the highest points of the mountains of Austria. And so When I say to you that God can get you anywhere that he needs to get you as you stay with him, I'm telling you it's the truth. And as I sit here today, I'm reflecting on my day yesterday. I had one day of rest. So I hope you'll just allow this episode to be a true conversation between us. And yesterday I had this one day of rest, meaning no public ministry, no events, no meetings. And so we spent it, um, what we might call sightseeing. Um, To me, it's something far deeper than that. It's my first time in Austria. So it's my first time to step into a new nation. There's something very powerful about entering into um, a new threshold that potentially could become in the future a real place of of labor and work and collaboration and partnership with Nancy McCready Ministries and these leaders here that we're connecting with. But we will see. We will see what it is that God might be up to. But for this moment right now, as I spent yesterday uh, letting this nation speak to me of its history of her future as I'm currently here. Do you see that? How the past, the present, and the future all moving and working together. And I found myself yesterday in a bookend situation, meaning I began the day in Mounthausen, um, the location um, just a few kilometers from where I'm staying of one of the major concentration camps during the Nazi occupation. And I ended the day uh, on the rooftop of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in the heart and center of Vienna, Austria. Now, the reason I was there is because one of the people that I'm connected with here, uh, their sister works there. And I had known her before, had met her before, and this was an opportunity just for me to see her again uh, and to just be a tangible expression of God's attention and affection uh, for her life 
And so the, the, the leaders that I uh, spent the day with that were touring me and showing me and, and introducing me to their nation as we went from place to place, they took me there. And what a day to begin in the concentration camps and to end it on the rooftop of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. So that's what I mean by bookends. And as I've been doing these podcasts, these last few episodes on anger and its different forms and and ways that it expresses itself and what it can be an indicator to you as, let me just tell you, I'm going to say it again. There are things, my friends, to be angry at. And the, the one of the key elements that you can tell the difference between just regular human anger is when it's about you not getting what you want, according to James 4. And then it's like how it expressed itself in Jesus when the Father isn't getting what the Father wants. When you have strongholds um, of, of, of men, meaning that I stood in those concentration camp ruins, barracks, trying to take in such a surreal experience where you think, what happened here? I'm standing on very nicely swept cobblestone. I'm standing here in these very empty barracks. I am looking into history, and your mind is attempting to take in the atrocities that happened there. And it's very surreal. And someone asked me when we finished touring, you know, was it depressing? Well, no, it was uh, provoking. It, uh, is, it angers me. Uh, it ignites something within me. You see, because for all of that to happen, hell had to have a stronghold in, in people to be able to execute such unbelievable um, wickedness and evil between people and for the goodness of man. That, that's what I stood in yesterday in the concentration camp, is a, is a place where the goodness of man who thought he was better than other people, of more value, was more pure, was, was of a higher class, a more evolved person. Now, listen, you've got to see the correlation between that atrocity then and the atrocities that are still currently taking place in this world today and the atrocities, my friends, that are soon to appear. They're on the horizon, but they are soon to appear because man's condition has not changed. And wherever man is in charge and wherever one group of people think they're the good and others are the evil purely upon the basis of man making that decision, then you know there's trouble brewing and that eventually one is going to want to extinguish the other. The good of man wants to put down those whom he or she determines are less than. And so then to to go through the day and then move from that situation into the simplicity of being in the home and the flat where I'm staying and looking out at the fields and being with people who are seeking uh, for God to, to make a way in them and through them and 
and then to go into the beauty of Vienna and to see the city, her architecture, her history, and then to see the the cathedrals built upon the back of people paying for their own sins. Do you understand that? Paying indulgences and 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 points of religion, historical religion, having so much money to be able to build unbelievable, you know, and beautiful cathedrals. And, but I walk into them and I'm like, oh, I just, something happens inside of me when I think God upon the back of people. Again, the good of man. I, I don't care if it's Catholic, Baptist, Pentecostal. I don't care what brand of good it comes in or what religious wrappings it comes in or what what title we give it. If it's coming out of the source of self and the source of man, it it is capable of anything. Paul says so. He says in Philippians 3, he says, if you think your flesh is good looking, let me tell you about mine. And he lists his pedigree of flesh. Do you know your pedigree of flesh, what you once believed in, what you once thought made you okay? Maybe it's what you currently think makes you okay and better than others. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. You see, my friends, until we step into the goodness of God, which only the cross can bring you into, and it's there that all men bow to the goodness of God and realize that God himself is the only one who judges, that it is God himself who has placed a value upon every single human being. This is why you're glad that I'm not God, and I'm glad you're not God. I'm glad that you're not the good one standing in judgment of all others. Now, I lean into the pure, the absolute pure judgment of God, who has judged that anything out of Adam, out of the source of man, it is wicked and separate from him. It is an inherited issue, my friends, not personal. And there is proper judgment and improper judgment. Improper judgment is to think that somehow you are not like other people. My friends, we all come out of the same gene pool of Adam. And until we step into the gene pool of Christ, which the only way to get there is to have to confess that I am nothing apart from him, that I was never meant to be anything apart from him. You see, it's total humility that that takes you into Christ that God grants unto you the ability to even see as he sees, then we realize that, yes, all came in through Adam and all can come into Christ, that there is a value and a judgment that must come only from God. And this this is a part of where we begin to then tap into the pure, righteous indignation of God that wants to deliver all people to himself, not destine them all for hell. Man and the devil did that. God has forever been crying out through all of history, through the cross, come back to me, come to me, come to me, learn of me. I will give you rest. 
You see, this is the cry of our Father to us through Christ, imparted by Holy Spirit. And, you know, the anger of man will not promote the righteousness of God. This is what it tells us in James 1. Jesus' anger, if you will, was that his father was not getting what his father was to have. You see, that's a completely different type of anger. James 4 says that we get angry because there's something we want that we are not getting, something we think we are due that we are not getting. And that is whether it is overt or covert anger. And we must be those who allow the cross, the throbbing present eternal power of the cross, working death towards all that is of hell and man, and the life side of the cross, which catapults us into resurrection life. We get up as the one they have made. We live as man was meant to live in full dependency on the Father, sharing in his nature and literally doing mighty exploits wherever it is that he puts us. Can you be content, my friends, wherever you find yourself, whatever bookend kind of day you may be having? Maybe you feel like you start out in in a death trap uh, in a concentration camp. You could end your day on the on the pinnacle of what looks like success and glamour. My friends, can you be content in whatever circumstance you find yourself because the secret of your contentment is the inner the inner oneness that you have with the Father? through the finished work of the Son, by the imparted power of Holy Spirit. Can He take us anywhere with anyone at any time to do anything? Or are you still pining away thinking, if only I could be on the rooftop, if only I could be in this place or that place, everything would be okay. My friends, your place is Him. I'm going to end today's episode the same way I end my book and I pray everything else I do. I promise you this one thing. I promise you him. And I I think I'm feeling a little anger right now. (laughs) I pray it's righteous. I want my father to have what my father is to have. And he wants you. And yes, he wants this world. And yes, he wants sovereign nations with their borders fully intact, all bowing to him. Yes. But my friends, can we just begin where it all needs to, which is right inside of you. Give yourself to him today without reserve and finally believe and embrace that that which he has written over you is perfection. And wherever you find yourself today, reach out and harness every circumstance, every situation, everything as the developmental tool that it is to develop the life of Christ in you, our only hope of glory, our only hope of everything, and step forward into the mundane, the ordinary drudgery of every day, or what you may consider to be a glamorous rooftop. But wherever it is, my friends, make it serve His purposes in you. And then get up and align with Him and others that He puts you in relationship with And let's move with him. Oh my. I pray this encourages you today, provokes you today. I am being deeply provoked and I'm passing it on to you. I love you all.
I love you all, and don't forget, there are things to be angry about, my friends. But let's make sure that we step into the love and the anger that is only has its source in the Father. And then maybe we'll be propelled forward to bring back to him his world, you see. It's the Father who has lost something, my friends. And yet he's now gained it through Christ. And now that salvation and all of its fullness and redemption must, must be released into the earth. Take hold of your corner of the market today, whatever that looks like. I love you all. I'll talk to you soon. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.